Welcome to the Big 3 IDP Podcast. Here are your hosts, Josh, Bobby, and Adam. What's up, you diehards, you degenerates, you lovers of defensive football? This is Josh Raymer, and we are back with another episode of the Big 3 IDP Podcast. We are officially on take number 13 of this intro, but gentlemen, the Soad Shack is oh so nice tonight. It's a late night Saturday, and boys, I am doing all right. Adam Markham, Bobby Reynolds, gentlemen, how are we on this fine Saturday evening? Hey, I'm doing great, baby. We got that fall weather finally. Finally. I think it was about 100 degrees this week. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been terrible. I think these are called, what, Indian summers, mm-hmm. where they last into the... Uh... Native American summers, Adam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. So, uh, Our apologies to Washington. If you could not offend <laughs> some segment of the population yeah. right off the top, Adam, yeah. that would be great. That's uh, it happens. It does happen. Yeah, Johnny the Greek just putting us on the old South will rise again train, <laughs> bringing that back up. Thank you, Johnny. Uh, Speaking of which, guys, awesome episode. Thank you to everyone who listened and uh, checked out the last episode with Johnny. We did some uh, some finishes, some projected top finishers, and uh, favorite fast food places. Yeah. It's a great episode. episode. I mean, it, nothing better encapsulates the Big Three IDP vibe than. Yeah. Some IDP and mostly fast food and poop in your pants talk. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny, he fits right in with us. Mm. He's uh, very natural. It yeah. was, uh, we had a lot of fun, a lot it of was. laughs. If he ever moved to Bowling Green, uh, the Core 4 IDP podcast oh. will be ready to go. No, he's, he's moving to Bowling Green. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's happening. Chicken City. That's right. <laughs> Come on down. There's no judgment here when you throw them poopy drawers in the old that's beer box, right. Johnny. We've all been there. You'd be welcome with open arms. So thanks again to Johnny. That was a fun episode. Uh, we've got a fun one for you guys tonight. It's a lot of news, guys. We uh, It's been a little while since we were on mic, so a lot has been happening in the NFL. So we're going to go through some news. We've got some start-sit decisions that people have been sending us, just some basic IDP strategy talk, and then also a bold prediction for the next quarter of the season. So this is something we'll uh, predict and then check back on after Week 8 before Week 9 starts. Uh, but before we get into all that, it was a fun week. I'm sure uh, most of you watched Thursday Night Football, that awesome game between the Rams and the Seahawks. Uh, I was actually at that game in Seattle. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> no big deal. Uh, shout out George Fant, uh, the tackle for the Seahawks. Uh, Bowling Green boy went to Warren mm-hmm. Central and uh, played basketball. Probably one of the best Western basketball players of all time, just in terms of points and statistics. And yeah. I mean, he was... He was a legend for yeah. uh, Hilltopper basketball. Huh. Definitely a heart of that team, too. He know. really was. Just awesome guy, awesome player. And the story, you know, from Bowling Green, played here local. You don't get that. That's kind of rare nowadays. Right. That's well, what a lot of people don't realize George Fant, he was uh, pretty much a power forward yeah. uh, in basketball, and he didn't play football. I guess he did in high school. He played – I don't I don't know that he played in high school. I know that he played – because I think his mom said he was going to whoop his butt if – she found out he was playing football. Uh-huh. Now that's from what I was gathering from my friend Jacob, who trains George. So maybe that's he did right. play. Yeah. Um, but he played in college his last year, but only played at like a handful of plays. So right. that's what's incredible about George's story is that he is now the tenth highest paid player on the Seahawks. Wow. Never having played really significant time in college football, because it's one thing if you go from like college basketball to tight end. Mm-hmm. But college basketball to offensive linemen, yeah, that's a that's a crazy transition to be able to do that. 
Yeah. But so, uh, yeah, just definitely one of our, our finest here. Absolutely. So George hooked us up with some awesome tickets in the friends and family section. If you ever get a chance to go out and watch a game in Seattle, it's absolutely incredible. The atmosphere out there is just like off the charts. I mean, it is so incredibly loud throughout the entire game. I've been to a lot of NFL games. I've never been to one where it is consistently just like thunderous the entire game. Hmm. The atmosphere. The only thing that's weird out there, of course, is this was a primetime game that kicked off at 520. And the smog. Uh, the wasn't too smoggy. <laughs> um, it was weird, though. We saw Mount Rainier the first day we were there, and then the cloud cover, it, we couldn't see it the rest wow. of the time we were there. So that was very strange. But yeah, the weird 520 start time. I guess people just take half days and, it, and come to the game. They rain a lot? No, it did not rain on us except for like 10 minutes when we were headed to the stadium. Did you go to Starbucks? Oh, we got a lot of Starbucks. We did all the Seattle things. We did a Harbor tour. We did the Ferris wheel. We did the Space Needle. We did Starbucks. Hey, how many days are you there? We got there Tuesday and then left out Friday afternoon. So Mm -hmm. it was a good time. The game was, of course, amazing. Kind of wanted to kick us off with just takeaways from that game since it was so exciting. Um, Aaron Donald is an absolute force of nature to watch in person. Thank you. Just destroying that Seattle offensive line, uh, who lost DJ Fluker, I think. I don't know if he actually came back, but he was, he was out at one point with a hammy. And then, um, you know, the, the Brandon Cooks, I know, injury is one that we wanted to talk about as well. Mark, and you had brought that up. Another concussion for Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Yeah. It seems, uh, I've been seeing some stuff on Twitter about, you know, even after this injury, this latest concussion, uh, about buying Brandon Cooks, I I just don't I don't see that. Uh, he's had he's had, you know what? This is like at least three or four, yeah, three that we I know. Was looking of, it up, and they've been recent because I know he had one in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, two, two the, Super Bowls, two Super Bowls, back to back, wasn't it? Yeah, and then it it just it worries you just because this one happened so easy, mm-hmm. and you know once they start happening. You know, easy like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's because they've they've had a, a history with them, uh, and you're more susceptible to them. And the ones in the Super Bowl were nasty. They were bad. They were bad. He's not the biggest dude. Yeah. You know, you, you, you so you just really worry about that with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just yeah, I'm concerned about him long term now. I know that he still is only 26, but this could be a guy that has his career shortened mm-hmm. if if these keep happening. He's gonna to have to have you know a, a real conversation with uh, with himself about about playing. I would agree, you know, and a lot of the especially the ballers talk, especially preseason, was about how to rank Cup, Woods, and Cooks, and basically they just said I want any of them. Even Cooks was probably the third of the three all of the time, just because of the target share. Um, obviously, now Cup is by far number one. <sighs> After this game, it might be Everett too. You, you think know? Everett's legit as the Rams fan in the room? I think Higby is pretty clearly the blocking tight end now, and I think Everett is is kind of coming into his own as the now. You know, they paid Higby this last um, summer, so I'm not sure how that's going to pan out and everything. But I don't know, man. I'm 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 concerned about Goff's decision making. He threw a lot of balls last game that could have been picked and taken to the house. Even later in the game when they were trying to throw the ball, you know, on an out route to get him out of bounds so that they could get Zerline in to, you know, set him up. 
He threw several out routes that the corners are getting hands on the ball. Almost one of them almost got picked. And I'm thinking, man, you can't do that. You've got to still give, you know, either obviously your only your wide receiver a chance to catch the ball or um obviously Zerlina a chance to kick it. But I don't know. As far as Cooks is concerned, I'm 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 very concerned, not only about the concussions, but he's just not getting the targets right now. I know he got this stupid game um against Tampa Bay just because they were down so so far, but you get them in some of these divisional games, they're not going to be blowing teams out like they were last year. Yeah, Cooks, I mean, he went basically down on his face with this one. The way he was tackled, he just kind of fell onto his face, and you could tell it was a concussion right away. But like Markham said, the fact that it's happening so easily right now, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think in, as far as Dynasty goes, you really have to be – I would be moving off of him in Dynasty just because of concussion concerns. Just to touch on that Jared Goff uh, talk right there, Evan mm-hmm. Silva put out a really great tweet the other day. Uh, it was his last 12 games, including the playoffs. So he's gone 276 for 459, which is 60.1%, 3,100 yards, 13 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, wow. 12 fumbles. Unreal, the, man. The 12 before that, he was uh, 20, uh, 282 of 426, which is 66% for 3,800 yards. 27 touchdowns, six interceptions, six fumbles. Wow. So, so what now? Who is Jared Goff? Yeah. Now, the question is, though, is it a Jared Goff thing? Is it a Sean McVay thing? Because Cooper Cup being out really hurt them. We're seeing that yeah. now with how good Cup is. Yeah. I attribute that more to Gurley and Gurley's knee condition, which is something we were talking about before we careful, got on mic. Careful, yeah. careful. Easy, easy, Joshy. I know Gurley got a lot of work, but just seeing yeah. him in person, I didn't see the explosiveness and the juking ability that we saw early, you know, last year and the year before. I think his lateral ability is probably less. Now, he trucked a couple dudes in the last game. He's if, still got power. If you can give him 8 to 10 yards, you know, pre-run up and let him hit somebody, I can't remember if it was Wagner or McDougal. He hit somebody really hard. But, man, I agree 100%. I think it's a culmination of golf is making bad decisions. People are slowly figuring McVay out. He's pl- McVay's playing too much east to west and not enough north to south. You know, none of the jet sweeps, they very rarely give the ball to these wide receivers on these jet sweeps. Most of the time, that's just a fake to run into a play-action play. And the other, I think, overarching thing is – the defense is not playing very well this year. You know, you've got uh, Bruce Arians and Jameis Winston who either have figured it out or got freaking lucky and just burnt the mess out of Marcus Peters, Aqib Tlaib, um, Taylor Those guys Rapp are was playing in. Those corners. They, um, you know, and it was the same um, this last game. You know, Lockett had a great catch in the end zone. DK Metcalf had a deep ball a against bomb. him as yep. well. So, I don't know. Something's wrong in L.A. I, I think there's definitely, you know – Cause for concern. And you can't be thrilled with the fact that Goff, in about a span of five days, has attempted like something like a hundred and so sixty eight against passes. the yeah. sixty eight against the um Buccaneers and then fifty the other day. Hundred and seventeen. And that was my other thing too. I know I made like a long, you know, ranted tweet the other day about Gurley, but like Gurley played the entire game. I think Malcolm Brown got like two snaps. Henderson didn't see the field yet. So I guess my dynasty um, mindset here is going to be go grab Henderson 
Because it's going to be, it's not going to be long before people start chirping and wanting to see him on the field. And then my other one would kind of be sneaky, but might be go grab Josh um, Reynolds. Mm, for sure. Because if you look at last year, I think he had six touchdowns in the last eight games or something like that when Cup went out. So you're remember. saying with Cooks out potentially get yeah, Reynolds? Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's a and, solid wide receiver three or four for you. I mean, absolutely, he'll be, a, he'll be a definite flex play for you. And uh, I know you had him, I think last year, Marco. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. But uh, man, that's a that's a nice little grab kind of stash if uh, if Cooks misses any time at all. Yeah. So those are our takeaways from the Thursday night game. Um, let's talk some news here, guys. A lot of IDP news is starting to stack up. And this first one just sucks, man, because you hate when potential breakout superstar, you know, I, I heard that um, the it was I think NFL, it was an NFL uh, podcast uh, as far as like NFL media. And they said that Bradley Chubb was like the one of four guys to get defensive player of the year votes from some of their writers over there. Hmm. Um, and so that was how highly people looked at Bradley Chubb. Unfortunately, he has uh, gone to the IR with an ACL tear. Crazy enough, tore the same ACL, I think, s- exactly seven years earlier. Wow. Uh, so just freaky. Day? I think it, I think I saw a tweet that it was the exact same day, just wow. seven years previous. I guess that would be when he was in high school. Dang. So just crazy timing, but... Um, yeah, it sucks. Bradley Chubb was a guy I know we all loved in this room, but uh yeah, his season is over with an ACL tear and um Broncos, man, they don't they just, uh it's just gone from bad to worse. I mean, you hear the first 3 weeks they have no sacks, no takeaways. Now Chubb's out. Yeah. So like that that's not getting any better. Yeah, I know. And then you're uh I, I think you got to you're probably going to see someone like Emmanuel Sanders maybe be on the move here. Mm-hmm. Uh so where would you like to see him go? You thought about that. Um, let's see. He's expiring, right? I mean, yeah, he, he's he's done after this year. So I had heard a team, and now obviously now I can't remember it, but I don't know. I could see him going to maybe like a Packers. Mm, be um, nice, you know. I don't think you're going to see him go to like a Patriots or something. I think it's going to be more along the lines of one of these teams that kind of need some help. Um, what about Adams? Is Adams going to miss any time, or is he okay? He's out this week. That turf toe. That turf yeah. toe's serious. Those yeah. linger. That'll yep. be, he'll have to deal with that all year. Um, I could I, see the Eagles. I mean, with the injuries they've had to their wide receiver core, that's, that's a team that thinks that they're in a Super Bowl window, and they are, mm-hmm. and they are not shy about making trades. Hmm. So I could see that. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, you know, because Deshaun Jackson, I know the I know the ballers were talking about that with the not a lot of news coming out about him recovering from this abdominal abdominal ab injury. We're just gonna call there it you go. this abdominal snowman injury he had. Uh, I think the word was labia. <laughs> yeah, it was a labia tear. That's what it was. <laughs> um, that they were a little bit worried, maybe looking at like sports hernia surgery type yeah. of thing. Like it could be something worse than what we've initially been made to believe. So. Philadelphia would be fun. Um, cool to see him in Houston. You know, Houston would be out. fun. Cootie's been uh, hurt a little bit. The Chargers would be another fun team. Chargers would be perfect. Yeah, because yeah. they're really banged up. Yeah, Inman uh, in- just went to the IR. Inman mm-hmm. went to IR. Mike Williams has been banged up. Hunter Henry's been out. Travis yep. Benjamin's not good. Yeah, so they're really thin wow, behind Keenan be Allen. Cool. I didn't think about that. That'd be a great fit. Yeah. So yeah, Broncos are just a, a sinking ship right now. It, it's he Vic Fangio could be a one and done. Anybody else you think could be could move there? You think they move either of those running backs? 
Um, no, I don't think so. Just because they're both so young. You Sanders you, is you a do guy. Think, you do think one of those guys moves, but yeah. we don't want to step on that. Yeah, we don't we'll, want to step on that. We'll get mm. back to that, but I do mm. think another big-name mm. player will be on the move from the Broncos. Um, another news here, Bobby. Yeah, it sucks for Chubb. I think we had talked him up preseason. Uh, yeah, yeah, week three, week four, he had a couple awesome plays, and that was kind of our, uh, you know, I don't know if it was, well, I don't even remember the episode now, but basically a consensus like, hey, this pay attention could, to him. He yeah. might have a good second year. Definitely. Man. Absolutely. Sucks. Yeah, so another one that's going to uh, kind of a gut punch here, Bobo, is uh, Clay Matthews out four to six weeks with a broken jaw. E. Do you think this makes him, because he's, you know, he's a you know guy who's kind of known for his looks. He's gotten a lot of commercials. Do you think this hurts his sex appeal, having like his jaw wired oh, shut for a month? Absolutely. It's going gonna, it's gonna to damper his spirits out there in L.A. Yeah, that uh, I will say that roughing the passer call that gave the Seahawks life at the end of that game was just totally bogus yeah it sucks for matthews you know here he is he's five weeks in with five sacks i believe he might have six i don't don't correct don't um take that to the bank or anything but yeah and i think both of y'all asked me before we started why did you not buy him you know and i kept thinking it's gonna stop like he's gonna quit having sacks i'm gonna give it another week he's gonna stop and now obviously he's got a broken jaw but um, yeah, stop having sex. Yeah. yeah. At some point, that sex is going to stop, right? Yeah, it's got to. You know? Clay, stop. This broken jaw will definitely slow yeah. his yeah, roll. I'd, hurt. I'd heard that uh, he got the broken jaw from Wade Phillips. They said it in the locker room after the game for that that uh, late late hit. That Wade just punched him in the face? He just jacked him in the jaw. That's awesome. So, that's crazy, man. It sounds like the locker room's in turmoil. Wow. So just, I don't know, tread lightly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know what they say the about Wade Phillips. He is known to throw hands from time to time. <laughs> yep, son of bum. That's right. Uh, another one here, linebacker news. Darius Leonard is missing his third week with a concussion. This is kind of scary that we're like mm-hmm. several weeks into this now and he still hasn't come out of the uh, yeah. concussion protocol. The LB1. The LB1 year. from last year, yeah. Yeah. Now, the Colts haven't they, – they've missed him, but they it's not the, the problem right now. That's uh, that's what I was going to talk about. We've seen Anthony Walker slide right Dude, in and put up, put up some Very huge comparable tackle numbers, numbers yeah. right? So, we is sure it, Darius Leonard's that yeah. good? Is it the player or the role? I think Leonard is really good. He has I think a, he's trash. <laughs> he has a nose for the ball. Uh, Walker is probably like a, you know 70% of what Leonard is. Yeah, I got but, a nose. I got a nose, and he stinks. <laughs> so, uh, I, I guess sell Leonard if... Uh, That's right. Cut Leonard. Um, if I'm interpreting Get this. Get him off. Uh, I hope you're hearing this, Lauren, if you want to... Cut him or send him. Uh, the send him elsewhere. taking over the monster yeah. now. So the he's like real the, high and real low. <laughs> you need three weeks. You get back on that team. <laughs> so that's the Darius Leonard analysis that you all were looking for. But no, Okariki and Anthony Walker have been just fine uh, filling in. But we did get torched by the Oakland Raiders. I don't know if that was more on. I mean, our secondary really wasn't good with Malik Hooker out. We've got Clayton Gathers out this week, but. Kari Willis, a guy we'll talk about later, is filling in. The Raiders are in the wild card right now. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> they're like they're so hot and cold, dude. Because yeah. I could see them getting steamrolled in but, London this week. But you know, AFC is going to be wide open. There's yeah. what like two, two, three good teams. You know, Who, the, who's the third best team in the AFC right now? Chargers. Yeah, I think. I agree. I, they've just kind of had a slow start. Mm-hmm. You know, but Melvin uh, Gordon's back. Yeah. I think they'll pick That's it up. That's a soft three, though. You got like the Patriots and the Chiefs, and then it's like a chasm toward the next 
Or, but Between you know, maybe the, the uh, maybe the Ravens kind of they rise. Their defense though has been killing them. Yeah, they're not that good. Yeah, they lost some really important pieces last year. People will start to figure Lamar out a little bit too. I think they they've become they put a lot of their effort and focus on the offense, and it's showing because that defense is just not what it used to be. That's exactly what Belichick did to Josh Allen: just make him throw. We're gonna put as mm-hmm. many as we need to up here. And you're gonna go three for fifteen or whatever it was. Yeah, knock yourself out. Feel yeah. like a, a smart coach would can figure him out. Yeah. You know? So yeah, or contain him a little bit better. Darius so, Leonard, get healthy soon, please. So was Leonard a good sale this off season? Not that this is like something, but we talked about that. A of little course. Bit. Yeah, that was one thing I know. Lorne in our league had talked about. He had Leonard, and he had been talking to Johnny actually uh, about should I sell Leonard? And basically. I, if I'm recalling this correctly, Johnny's take was you're just not going to get back the value that yeah, you want. That's the problem. Yeah, I it's, guess so. There's just some guys like Aaron Donald. I guess now for me, Miles Garrett, Daniel Hunter. I mean, like there's some obvious ones that's like even if if they finish the year de one, LB one, whatever it would be, there's some obvious holds. It's like I'm not I'm not getting rid of this guy, but Leonard just kind of seemed to be that guy that showed up out of nowhere and was just like, can he repeat this again? Not saying that this concussion like really holds him back from that, but it was something to think about. But everyone, you know, we talked about it, that he very unlikely to finish as the number one linebacker again. So mm-hmm. it's, he's going to be probably as high as he's ever been as far as value goes. And, and he, he was at the start of the year. And especially going first off the board. And our mainly, we have all different types of owners and I'm like by freaking low sell as high as i can i mean that's just kind of how i function mm, but true. then you've got the other guys that are just like if they ever had darius leonard regardless of if he just slipped for three or four years they're still holding him because yep. he had that one great year you know so i don't know i guess you just kind of got to pick and choose actually like who owns leonard it's hard to sell though now you know it's like oh yeah you now you're want, selling for nothing yeah you don't want to sell now Absolutely. people are going to lowball you so you just hold out he's going to be he will yeah. be fine he's going to come back and i mean you're seeing what anthony walker's doing He's going to come back, and he'll be better than that. Yeah. So he'll still be a linebacker one, just probably not the overall linebacker one. Yeah. I do think that Doc is right in saying that this is scary, though, just because the concussion is taking this long. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, usually you see guys get back in a week. Yeah. and Or two, maybe. Did he suffer any last year? Um, Maybe. I'd have to look. go back and look. He played a ton last year. I don't know if he had any. I don't think he missed any games. Yeah, I don't think he I mean, to have the be the leading tackler, I almost feel like you have to play 16 games. But yeah. I have to go back and verify that. So, yes, please get healthy soon. Leonard, we miss you. Um, speaking of a guy, yeah, with some some question marks here, Roquan Smith. This was some of the one of the weirdest stories of the year so far for me because we have no idea. No idea. Nobody's broken this story. There was the rumors about this was his car that he crashed and he yeah. was absolutely smashed. And um, Schefter came out and shot that story down but said that he had not been acting like himself at the facility the past couple of weeks. And as far as we know, the only reason that he uh, did not play last week was for personal reasons. And nobody in the building is talking about it. I don't know. I was watching Good Morning Football, and they were applauding the Bears' locker room for kind of huddling around and keeping this thing in-house. And I'm thinking, but what if it's something really bad? What if he sexually assaulted a girl or did have some kind of drunken incident where he knocked somebody out or crashed his car or did something illegal and they're just covering this up? Yeah. We have no idea. Yeah, I hope that's not the case. 
I, it seems to me like a like kind of similar to the Everson Griffin situation last year, where he just maybe had a. It's a tough sport, y'all. Yeah. You know, it's 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 got to be it's it's got to be hard on these dudes, uh, putting your body out there like that, and you know they suffer head injuries and all that stuff, so that you know yeah. they just deal with a lot of different stuff, and I think that's kind of what you're seeing here, because um, the fact. The fact Schefter said he wasn't acting like himself. Yeah. But the fact that he's back now, that's, know, that's what's that weird. Is weird. It yeah. is weird that he's back That's so the weird soon. part. Hmm. And the, the, the way he was so um, just impassioned about, this is behind me now. We're moving on. This is behind me now. It almost Wants gave... Wants to squash something. Exactly. It's what is behind you. Yeah. Something specific yeah. is behind you hmm. because... If it was just like a, a mental health thing, maybe yeah. he had a breakdown or something. Yeah, that I don't know the 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 language coming out of there. I don't know. I read it as something happened, but we don't know. It very well could be that, but I also too think that like the less the media knows, obviously, I don't know. Maybe this has made it worse by not saying anything. But sometimes when they know things, they ask more pointed questions. So regardless of what it was, you know, mental health or or a car wreck or whatnot, I don't know. Sometimes less is best. Well, you know, Josh over here, he's, he's already he thinks he yeah. crashed a car while sexually assaulting somebody. So <laughs> it's possible. Would you put you it know, past any NFL player? Well, that's, that's a good true. point. Yeah, <laughs> especially what you were saying too, Markham. You know, in light of the whole like Percy Harvin stuff that kind of came out this week about him saying like. I never played a game or like I wasn't high. Like I'd struggled a ton with like, I guess it was anxiety, anxiety yeah. and stuff, you know, and Harvin was obviously, I mean, an unbelievable player and like one of my favorite players to watch for oh, like yes. a long time. But Love you don't know about that kind of stuff, like what these players are actually going through until, you know, later on. And mm-hmm. I think know. what bothers me so much is, especially with the mental health stuff is it adds to the stigma around mental health mm-hmm. when you, uh, have this subterfuge going on and your messaging from the organization is like trying to cover it up. It's like, if this dude is struggling, be open and honest about that. Don't try to cover it up because then you're leading to these questions of, well, did something happen? And it lends credence to this wild rumor Mm -hmm. that he did crash his car. It's like, if he's struggling, just come out and say that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but you know, it could be something really personal and it's really none of our business, you know? But I think the it's just it's difficult because the the way these organizations can try to pull the wool over our eyes and just sweep stuff under the rug, it's just really hard sometimes to be a fan because maybe it is personal, maybe it was something that is none of our business, but it's just it's difficult when something happens, a guy misses a game, and we're just told nothing about it, and we're just supposed to move on. Yep. So. Anyway, Darius Leonard, quit milking it. And Roquan, what did you do? It's like I, if he if this dude is 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 struggling, I hope he gets help. But that's what's weird is if he had an Everson Griffin situation, yeah. why is he coming back to play this week? Yeah, it, you it, know? it seems awful soon to come back if you did have something serious go on. Why not just you know let it rest for a little bit? Get your mind right. Yeah. But again, we don't know what what the hell happened. So obviously it was something that the organization feels that by him being back that it's not affecting them enough. I mean, because look and see what uh, um his backup did last Nick week. Nick Kwiatkowski. Yeah, I mean yeah. he did awesome. 
So I don't know. It's kind of the same thing with Leonard, even though Leonard's been out, like Walker's been awesome. So I don't know. I hope it's not just the role that these guys are in that they're playing well. I know Leonard and, you know, Roquan are obviously super talented, but. And yet, listeners, again, pay attention to that right there. See how easy these guys can get plugged mm-hmm. in. If you yeah. lose a star, just mm-hmm. look look at the depth chart. Look who's going to be coming in and getting Especially the Especially Chicago Bears defense yep. where yeah. you know the production is going to be there. Yep. Yeah. All right, so Roquan, we don't know what's going on with him. We do know what's going on with Vontez Perfect. This uh, just piece of garbage has thankfully been suspended for the rest of the year after that Awful head-to-head, helmet-to-helmet hit on Jack Doyle. There's apparently another one on Naheem Hines that surfaced that the league sent him. Like, oh, yes, we also saw that you did this. And did you all see the statement from the uh, the league or the board that like does the uh, suspensions? They're basically like, we told you this was going to happen if you had another helmet-to-helmet hit. We've warned you. We we're taking your past history into consideration. You're done for the rest of the year. Yeah. It's one thing if this was a one-time incident. But we know Vontez Perfect is one of the dirtiest players to ever play in the NFL. Yeah, good riddance. This one was bad. Yeah, this, this one. I, I and he did it to he did it to one of our own boys. Oh, yeah. That's right, Jack yeah. Doyle, Western Kentucky alumni. Right. I don't know. I think in some of these situations that like, you know, if I'm Goodell, I think you probably gain a little bit more respect by just saying, you know what, Perfect, you're done. Like this is we've had enough of you. Yeah, yeah, and I love how Derek Carr was like, his heart is broken. It's like, well, congratulations. Jack Doyle's face could have been broken yeah. because yeah. you decided to like submarine your helmet into his. Yeah. Yeah. What a clown. Good yeah, riddance. Right. All right. Another linebacker. A lot of linebacker news. Christian Kirksey to the IR. Uh, this is a guy I had in the XFFL. Uh, very talented, just very injury prone. I know he yeah. had, I think, chest surgery. Uh, so speedy recovery for Christian Kirksey, but in his absence, Joe Schobert has been absolutely balling. Yeah, well, and Mac Wilson too. That's, Mac yeah, Wilson, that's yep. the pickup right there. Yeah. Uh, he had a great week last uh, last week. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, Schobert, I think we we said he's what the number three, number three linebacker right now in our league. So yeah, just balling right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but wow. yeah, we we kind of thought that you know that was going to be pretty fertile soil for uh, for production. So uh, dude, unbelievable. Uh, production from Schobert. So in our big play, uh, gosh, sorry, it's eleven o'clock, and I was all all day. I've been putting up a uh, playhouse for my kids. You're so. uh, you're at about twenty percent capacity yeah, right now. We're we're somebody's plug a plug a charger in me, but no for Schobert, twelve points week one. So we're kind of big play. Twenty four points, twelve points, twenty nine points week four. So um, even on those quote unquote down weeks, he's yeah. still getting you twelve points, which is nice. <laughs> It's awesome. Yeah. That's what we were talking about last week. You know, it. like 10 to 15 points is what you want out of your linebackers. If you get that, you're, you're gold. Yeah. You know, anything above that is a really great week. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if, uh, if for some reason Schobert is out there on your waiver, ri- uh, waiver wire right now, go pick him up. Um, another guy to IR, Kwan Short, defensive tackle for the Panthers. He was playing really well this season, but it is a nice bump for Mario Addison and Brian Burns. These guys are absolutely balling out right now. Mario Addison's DN4 in our league, mm-hmm. and Burns has to be inside the top 24. He's been an absolute beast. So if those guys are out there, which they very well might be, mm-hmm. especially with Short going out, go grab these guys. Yeah, these are definitely bumps because they were doing well beforehand. So, uh, yeah, this will be a great little jump for them. So, yeah, love love Addison and Burns uh, going forward. Now, Markham, talk talk to us about Jason Pierre-Paul. I know you got here. He'll be back. Says he'll be back week eight. Yeah. But the Bucks redid his contract, 
And from what I remember reading, it seemed like maybe that was a move to allow him to go play for another team. Do you hmm. remember that being the case? No, I don't. Okay, I'm going to look this up while you talk about JPP, because this is a guy I know you've always liked. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's always been one of the best defensive ends uh, that you can have um, in big play leagues. Uh, just consistent. Um, and yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's going to be joining a Tampa Bay defensive line. That's, that's pretty darn good right now. It's really good. You know, you got, you got Sue, you got Barrett, you got, uh, you got Vea, you mm-hmm. got, um, Carl Nassib, Nassib. Nassib, yeah. Um, just, you know, pretty underrated, pretty, pretty good group of pass rushers there and, uh, getting JPP back, uh, JPP back is going to be, it's going to be hard to deal with. And maybe the Buccaneers are good. I know. Maybe they could compete, you know. Maybe Arians is figuring Winston out. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We'll see. They got great. They got two awesome receivers, yeah. you know. Godwin's made the leap. He's officially a stud. So and there's a We good know question. Mike Evans is great. As the Evans lover, has Godwin surpassed? No. You're still okay with Evans? Yes. He's still the guy. Yes. Okay. I, I think mean, that you could start both those guys if yeah, you had them I mean, both, right? Yeah. Gawain's going to be the one getting, you know, the he's getting pepper with targets more. Mm-hmm. I guess he's he's getting more of the short intermediate stuff. So he's probably going to be the guy that you want in PPR. Yeah. But Evans is going to have just those monster weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, they both are right now, though. So yeah, as long as Tampa Bay's putting up points. So what I read was the reworked deal will eliminate the final year of Pierre Paul's contract in twenty twenty. So I think that's what it was, is if he can get back this year, it's basically paving the way for him to go be a free agent and play somewhere else next season. That's crazy to me that he'll be back that soon. Yeah. seems so early. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what, Bobby, you you might be able to speak to this a little bit. Do you think that, uh, is it a coincidence that that Sue is is here in Tampa Bay now and you got Barrett balling out like this with nine sacks right now? So I think we'll get into this a little bit later, but that's kind of my – bold prediction of the uh of the i don't know what we're calling it of the next quarter quarter or whatever quarter of the season but yeah i think you know you've got a you got a lot of pressure there on that you know tampa bay line and with the addition of jpp like they could all eat yes i mean it could just be a (laughs) slaughter fest every day like whoever they're playing there's certain defenses that you just want to grab the pieces of like the panthers defense we just mentioned think of how many valuable contributors you have there james bradbury dante jackson eric reed luke Mm -hmm. keekley shaq thompson brian burns mario addison but think about arians when he was in arizona and like all the good d ends and d tackles that came out of there you know calais campbell um uh jones um, you know, there's a bunch of good dudes. Well, and this. think about who the Tampa Bay yeah. defensive coordinator is. Absolutely. Todd Bowles, yeah. former head coach. This guy knows how to coach I've defense. I always liked Bowles. Yeah, Bowles yeah, are great. Been great. Fine. great he was, he was not a great head coach, but, man, some of those guys, you get them back in their element and you forget how good they are at uh, that particular part of the job. Yeah, and you also got to keep in mind that Devin White's not been playing, mm-hmm. so they don't even have Devin White out there right now. Yeah, yeah that's um, a that's a defense you may just want to grab as many pieces of as you can. But really, they got talent at every level. They really we, do. We've talked about we like Jordan Whitehead a lot yeah. too. Yeah, he'll be coming up here later in the show in some start sit discussions. So offensively, who do you think Rojo's okay? Like, do you think he's, he's fine there? It, I mean, anytime you have a high powered offense, yeah, you you would are, you're okay having the running back in. There. He's looked pretty good. You yeah. know, and obviously with Winston extending the field, that makes it so much easier for the running back. But I mean, Rojo really looks like he might like be all right for a while. So 
Yeah. It's kind of interesting. I thought Chris Wessling from the Around the NFL podcast put it perfectly. He said that Rojo is basically the prime meridian. If your running back is better than Ronald Jones, you're fine. If you're worse than Ronald Jones, you probably need another running back. Yeah. Mm. I would agree with that. I think he's kind of that nice baseline. Like Andy Dalton. He's the Andy Dalton. That's right. Even though I don't think Andy Dalton's even the prime meridian. Andy anymore. Dalton is probably below the Dalton line yeah. at this point, he's I would like, say. Ah, like Greenland or something at this point. He's a, he's probably he's in like the late twenties. Uh, my wife is actually going to the Cardinals Bengals game tomorrow hmm. and it's like one of these teams has to win and i'm like are we sure yeah could there be another tie potentially are, have uh are both those teams oh and four they yeah. uh oh three and one the cardinals they had the tie uh, week right. one who uh who's she cheering for she her dad is a Bengals fan sort of sort of Ooh. casually so they'll be rooting for the Bengals. Uh, you still married her yeah, well, she became a Colts fan when she married into the Raymer family. But, uh, okay. I mean, we were cheering for the Seahawks, uh, Pray because for that of George baby, Thursday. We, <laughs> we, we can be chameleons. Real dilemmas. So that was the news segment there. Uh, Mark, why don't you introduce what's this next segment that we got going on here? Who'd you get? Who'd you get? All right. So, uh, Bobby, let's start with you. If you can recover from that, uh, that. Onslaught, onslaught of laughter there. Who'd you get uh, since we last checked in? I'm gonna put a like a GoPro live here on my just showing Markham the whole time. Some of these faces yeah, and these need to uh, film it some yeah, it's pretty. Awesome. We will get a webcam out here at some yeah. point. Yeah. So I haven't really gotten a ton of IDP guys of you know worth mentioning. I guess you should say. I guess the one guy maybe that is so up in the air, and maybe Josh, you might be able to give a little bit better opinion because of. Uh, you know, owning John Johnson, but so I picked up Eric Weddle. I think I had Taylor Rapp in the uh, listener league and dropped him for Weddle. Um, Weddle has been carrying the green dot, which now, is wild. I'm not sure if he did um, in Seattle. I don't know if it was him or Littleton, but the prior week against Tampa Bay, it was definitely Weddle. So, man, I need to look into doing a little bit of almost like, you know, play watching, I guess, or or you know looking at some film to watch and see why LA is getting burnt deep so badly. Like, I don't know if Weddle and Johnson are both dropping down into the box so often. And, you know, Weddle's been racking up just a ton of tackles here lately. So I don't know, something's up in LA, but yeah, you know, Weddle's kind of a nice little DB to have right now. He's kind of racking up some tackles. You know, I don't think Matthews plays into this he's a at safety all one. a linebacker, but yeah. Is he right now? He's 12th. He's pretty high. Uh, he's a guy here. He's a guy the Ravens 20. really miss. Yeah. 20, but that's, that doesn't show the assists. I got so, you. Uh, so 20 solos. He has been racking them up, though. You're right. He had 15 total tackles last game. Wow. Did he really? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, because John Johnson didn't have a great game there on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it was more just based on the game script. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Markham, who'd you get? Okay. okay I got Mac Wilson. I was uh, pleasantly surprised to have him. I had uh, this was in the listener league. Um, I, I, I've got Devin White in there, so I've been having to kind of deal with that stuff lately. Um, and I think I, I had Fred Warner on a buy. So anyway, yeah, thrilled to have Mac Wilson. He's a guy that's just come right in for Kirksey, and he's he's looks like he's going to produce pretty similar to what you know Kirksey was doing. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, expect him to be probably a, a linebacker two three going forward yep i'd agree uh also got uh Kyrie, Car- 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 willis. Yeah. Car- willis another guy i got yeah in the uh xffl yeah so this was a guy you know 
a lot of people thought that Clayton Gathers was about to lose his job, and uh, that's why I picked him up. Kind of heard that chatter. Right. He had got some playing time, you know, when when Gathers was still out there starting. Um, but yeah, we, he was a he was a preemptive pickup for a lot of people, probably like week two. But Hooker got hurt, and so he was immediately, you know, I think he had like 17 points in our league last week. Yeah, had just a great solid, week. a lot of tackles. Yeah, uh, and again, he's he's he has a great matchup this week. Playing. Gathers is out, plus playing the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's gonna he he could score 20 points easy. Yep. So I've got him starting out there again. Um, I got Tracy Walker on by, so he's he's Willis is definitely getting plugged into the lineup. Mm-hmm. Was able to get Carl Joseph. He's still out there hanging around on the waiver wire. Wow, you know. Yeah, uh, I picked up Carl as well in the listener league. Don't people were dropping Carl in fact, Joseph? That was the reason that reminded me. I actually had him in RSO, dropped him because I needed, you know, you know how that stuff goes. Some depth. Yeah, I had to, another position um, of need, but uh, but yeah, he's another guy that's just been super solid. He's probably in that. I think he's top twenty right now, maybe mm-hmm. just outside of it. He's kind of like John Johnson in that. There's not a lot of great linebackers. I mean, you have Whitehead and then you have Littleton, mm. but no more perf- perfect now. <laughs> exactly. Like there's nobody there uh, at linebacker in Oakland, so he's just going to be gobbling up tackles yeah. left and right. And again, Joseph wasn't the guy that was getting all the snaps at first. You're, he's he's pl- getting playing time because of the Abrams injury. Yep, exactly. Abrams going on IR, so, so beneficiary from that. But yeah, I mean, Joseph should be, he's probably going to be a top 18 safety this year. I would year. say so. I was going to say, yeah, top 24 for sure. So go, go grab Carl Joseph if he's out there. Uh, let's see. And also got some cornerbacks. We don't talk about cornerbacks a lot. So yeah, I got, uh, I was able to pick up Rashad Breland. He's a guy that's always productive. Yeah. He, he was always a guy that was, uh, heavily targeted in Washington opposite of Josh Norman. So he was always a pretty easy plug and play. Got a lot of tackles. Didn't he um, have the 100-yard uh, interception yes. return last yes. week? So that was awesome. We were playing each other in that league. Yeah. So much fun. Yep, yep, yep. And the funny thing about that, Josh, I put him in at like 11.58. I'm sure you did, Because Adam. the next guy that I'm going to mention, my other cornerback pickup, Bobby McCain, yeah. he was out last week. Oh, was he? Uh, and I didn't I didn't realize that until, again, like 11.58. Breland's a cornerback, too, right now. Yeah. Wow. That big week, that, he had like 20, helps a lot. Twenty four last week, yeah, hundred hundred yard uh, fumble recovery That'll for do touchdown. It. That'll help you. <laughs> That'll probably boost you up. I'd say five or six spots. So, yeah. Felt uh, good doing that against Josh. Yep. But uh, Bobby McCain, he has the cornerback designation in our RSO league, mm-hmm. so um, he's one of those cheat code guys. He's yeah. a safety, so he's uh, very pleased with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like um, Quandre Diggs. Yep, the kind of cheat code players. So, a couple cornerbacks for me as well: Quentin Dunbar and. Uh, Chidobe Awuzie, I think that's maybe 80% correct on that pronunciation. Just a couple streaming cornerback options. tough names. Mm -hmm. Yeah, seriously. Nick uh, Kwiatkowski. God bless. What is going on with these names? Kari Willis. I do know that one. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, uh, I'm just going to call him Nick, the linebacker from Chicago. (laughs) Nick K. You going to hold on to him? Probably, just until I know what's going on with this Roquan, uh, Roquan situation. Because uh, I don't know that he's quite out of the woods yet. We'll see if something did happen. Uh, we'll I mean, the NFL yeah, could get involved. You don't trust Roquan. <laughs> this whole thing just stinks. It just stinks. Like I'm not trusting it's Bobby's him. boy, Bobby. I'm not putting him on the block, Joshua. I'm not. I don't give any NFL team seriously or picked up his backup. The Ooh. benefit of the doubt anymore. Low blow, man. Putting that money where his mouth is. So Kari Willis, another guy. Carl Joseph, yeah. So Roquan's couple. smart tomorrow, right? Yes. Yeah, he's starting in line. He's playing, yeah. So sorry, Joshy. Say, say that one more time. Carl Joseph. Carl Joseph, yeah. yeah. And Carl Willis, both great safety options if they're out there. 
So those were a couple guys that we had picked up. We're going to take a break to hear about Anchor, and then we will be back for start-sit decisions, strategy questions, and our bold predictions. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back. And at some point, guys, we are going to set up a webcam for our Patreon subscribers to get the off-mic shenanigans that uh, you miss due to the beauty of editing. Uh, you'll get to see Markham's face throughout the episode. You'll get to hear all of these just stupid stuff that we talk about before we get on mic here. Because uh, that could really bring some some laughs into the listeners' lives. Yeah, you get to hear about Bobby's old roommate. Yep. Big into screamo. Bobby, you... you you don't strike me as a screamo guy. Nah. More like uh, you know, Brooks and Dunn. Yeah. Country boy can't survive. Justin. But you were saying that you're not a big country ham guy, so No. Can you be much of a country boy if you don't like country That's ham? That's a good question, you know? Real good question, Josh. I think I was uh force fed ham as a young kid at like a lot of breakfast with my grandmothers and it's just kind of a mental block I go to nowadays when I see that country ham. Yeah, I used to eat a lot of sausage as a kid, just like <laughs> literally both fists, you know. Yeah. And so I didn't eat sausage a lot for a long time. Broke out of that now, but yeah, yeah. sausage. I awesome. get it. Yeah. yeah. Well, country ham's my breakfast meat of choice, so and I need to- uh, preferred over city ham. <laughs> Even you like country ham more than bacon? Yeah, I think so. If it's if it's done right, so yes, yeah, sir. I mean, I bacon's to- great. I need to make y'all a pork attack. So basically what that attack? is, is you, you like basically make a quilt out of bacon. Then you put a, like a big log of sausage right in the middle. You roll it together with some barbecue sauce and some syrup, put it over a charcoal fire, pull it out, slice it like bread, put it on a piece of bread, put it on a piece of toast. It's unbelievable. Where did wow. you, where, where is this from? Ah, so it's like a family secret? A little here, a little there, you know? Well, you're a little there, Joshy. You're being like the Bears and Roquan Smith with this um, <laughs> pork attack recipe right now. I don't know what to think. All right, so let's jump back into it here, guys. We've got some start-sit questions that we want to answer. But first, let's talk about some that we are facing ourselves. And uh, Markham, let's start with you. What is a start-sit decision that you are grappling with as we head into week five here? Okay. Quincy Williams? Carl Joseph, Damian Wilson. In the flex. In the flex, right. That's, yeah. Oof. Yeah, this is my last spot. So, obviously, we have favorites on this show, Fred Warner being chief among them. We also love Buda Baker mm-hmm. and uh, Jayon Brown and all the Rams players. Mm, everyone. Uh, but on this list. I was going to say, Quincy Williams uh-huh. is one of our guys, especially mm-hmm. that you are hard after, and so... That is where my head goes by default, but like we just made the case for Carl Joseph, he's in such a primo situation. Mm-hmm. I guess it depends on this is this is for the uh, the XFFL, our big play league, right? And of yeah. course, I have Quincy in there right now, but 
you know, oftentimes I worry, uh, I, I tend to like certain guys and I get skewed. Yeah. You know, a little too much on certain guys. So head versus heart a little I bit. I think, I think this, this is a decision that's probably a lot closer than in my mind I'm making it out to be. I think that, you know, you can make a case for either one of these guys, Carl Joseph or Damian Wilson, uh, as opposed to Quincy Williams. Yeah, I would say, but I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm, I'm still going to start Quincy Williams. Yeah, this is just but, more for debate sure. discussion. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I would probably either go with Carl Joseph or Quincy, and that's a nice matchup. Who did the Jags play again this week? I don't even write it down. The Jags versus the Panthers. Yeah. So that's a really good matchup. Yeah, I mean, it is. You figure McCaffrey's going to be getting a lot of carries. Mm-hmm. Um, Cam, he's out. Is is he out? Who, Cam? Yeah, Yeah, Cam. so it will be Allen. Yeah, Cam's out for a while. He's yeah. probably out maybe for the rest of the season. Yeah. It's interesting, man. So it'll be Kyle Allen. So, yeah, uh, it should be, the foreseeable uh, future. Could be a, you know, heavy uh, – it's always going to be a heavy McCaffrey game. But, yeah, you probably see those linebackers be pretty productive tomorrow. So, Quincy, that's a nice matchup there. It is. Oakland plays – Oakland plays the Bears in London. That's not that great of a matchup. I don't you have think. although although I forget that Trubisky's out there, so that's a better matchup. Yeah, yeah I, th- those would be the two I'd be deciding between. You could probably sway me either way. Um, Jamie just, Wilson coming off a great week, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the Chiefs versus the uh, Colts, been getting eighty percent of the snaps. He's the uh, that's second most at linebacker for the team uh, behind Anthony Hitchens. He's getting about eighty percent, I think, uh, a week and. Um, yeah, just he's been productive. Another guy that's on pace for 100 tackles. Yeah, I think for me, if I'm going to go linebacker in the flex, I would probably go Quincy over him, though. So it's just yeah. a matter of do you like Quincy or do you want to maybe roll the dice with Carl Joseph, you know, big play league. Uh, but, you know, big play typically, for us at least, is, uh, is sacks because you yeah. get that tackle for loss bonus. And who has a better chance of getting those Probably types Quincy. of plays? Mm-hmm. Probably Quincy. And so, Quincy has yet to get uh, one of those. He has not had a sack yet. I don't think he's had a lot of uh, TFLs. But uh, so he's due, and the matchup could be right with Kyle. You know, you got a young quarterback in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're obviously going to go Quincy, but just you know, good good, for good debate. Yeah. I think he's the the head and the heart decision. Yeah, I'm not a big Miles Jack guy right now. He has not done a lot. You know, I was reading Wallert's, um, you know, Green Dot special a couple of days ago, and you know, he's not as huge on Mac right now too. You know, Max um, Jack, you mean? Sorry, yeah. Miles Jack, Jack turns into Mac though. Yeah, in your defense, it does happen. Yeah, week one, three points against Houston. He had ten, so that was his best week. Uh, week three, he went out early with a. Con- concussion so he had six but then came back last week only had three tackles and three assists which is fine but you know even Waller says he's not necessarily in that lb1 kind of range anymore everyone was projecting him to be yeah he i know we were before the season he bumped him to you know considering him more an lb3 type wow at that's this a point. big downgrade so i think quincy's by far like the the clear start there yeah i mean jack's just one of those guys that he has seemed to underperform his entire career so far yeah and uh even though he got paid you know maybe we shouldn't look into that at all mm-hmm. he uh he just may not be that great for fantasy. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah. 
he's a guy that could probably be better for real life than he'll maybe have, for fantasy. He'll obviously have big weeks, but it's but he may be hard to he may be hard to project. And those guys are hard to they're hard to tolerate after so long. Yeah. And this is a new situation because you have no Telvin Smith. Yeah. Got to keep that in mind mm-hmm. too that this linebacking cord looks a lot different than it has in years yeah. past. Mm-hmm. But Quincy's he's on pace for over 110 tackles. So oh, just great. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. great season. Kentucky Wesleyan, right? Um, Moorhead. He was Moorhead? No, I'm sorry, Murray. Are we sure? He's Murray? I thought he was Wesleyan. Kentucky Murray Wesleyan. State. No, you're thinking of uh, Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole. That's right. Go. We got a, we got a lot of Kentucky boys in the league. Uh-huh. It's good to see. Yep. So, um, Bobby, what are some start-sit decisions that you're facing right now? Um, Any you want to bring up? Yeah. Nothing huge. Uh, is that Cunningham or probably Roquan? Mm. I don't know Dang, about that's tough. You know, and I guess really if I'm bumping Roquan here in this situation, I'm going to move him to the flex. So essentially I would have a flex problem. Um, yeah, because if Roquan's out there just with what you had to pay to acquire him or yeah. where you had to draft him, you've got to start Roquan. So I don't know. I mean, I don't feel confident about anybody playing in London ever. I feel like those games are just so blah. They're so wacky. Yeah, that turf is so weird. Yeah, the pitch. Too. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you act like they're playing in a soccer stadium. Are they all? On like a soccer field. Are they all? That's more I like, guess they are on the pitch. You're right. What, what, is that, that British or is that like Australian? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? So what do a you think bit of there? I mean. I think you got to start Roquan. Can you, get, you go Cunningham in your flex? Yeah, you can. Who would you have in consideration there? Besides him. Uh, not really anybody. He's been good this year. Both those Texans linebackers, McKinney and Cunningham, have been top 15, yeah. I think, right now so far in our league. Yeah. Todd Davis, Larry Ogunjobi, Manuel Agba. I don't know, a couple of decent little plays. Cunningham is probably my most productive linebacker, actually, right now. He's been really good. I'd probably go Cunningham. But, man, I'm just worried about Roquan. But I'm going to start him. I don't think Kwiatkowski is going to – play as much if Roquan's going If Roquan's to, out there, no. Are you going to drop him, Josh? Uh, maybe. We'll just see. Ooh. Josh is waiting for that hammer to drop. Yeah, he I'm is. waiting for that 10-game suspension for yeah. punching yeah. some woman in the face. <laughs> yeah. Then a trade offer is going to be, oh, I got a trade off from Joshy. Josh, you always see the worst in people. <laughs> when it comes to NFL players, you're damn right. All right, so a couple here that I'm looking at is uh, in my flex in the XFFL, Kari Willis versus Mario Addison. Mm. Uh, we know Kari Willis has that primo matchup, but I just I can't bench Addison right now. It's a big play league. You have the sacks and tackles for loss or king, so I'm going Addison there in my flex. But I have been thinking about it as we've been sitting here talking that, I mean, Willis, the baseline for Willis has to be 10 points. I don't see any way with that Chiefs game Agree. how he does. And then, but Addison's Was ceiling is much higher. But I think that his floor could be three, four points. Yep. Yeah, those are always the tough tough calls right there. You want to go to the big play guy, or do you want to go to the guy that's going to be consistent? Yep. So that's that's team dependent. Do you have a lot of guys that are going to be solid, Let's see. not going to crap your so team? Addison plays against who this, year, uh, who this week? The Jags. Is that at all matchup dependent? Not because of NFL, but because of the team that you're playing against. Yeah, it's one of those where if you – uh, if you're a big time underdog, you've gotta go with you've gotta chase the points. You've mm-hmm. gotta go with the high upside guy. So if I was like a fifty point underdog or something against my opponent, mm-hmm. I would for sure start Addison. If I was a favorite and I just needed guys not to crap my team, yeah. I'd probably go Willis. Agreed. 
Uh, so I think absolutely it is matchup uh, dependent. Looks like Jags are middle of the pack as far as sacks allowed this year. They've allowed 10 mm-hmm. on 10. the year. So, you know, not a bad matchup. Mm-hmm. And Minshew, pretty, I believe, is nursing yeah. an injury. Yeah. So his escapability may be a little bit in question here. Yeah, y'all, it's never a bad idea to target these young guys. Is Even though Minshew's played uh, great this year, mm-hmm. uh you know, still gonna still, still gonna guy. be learning some stuff and, yeah. and have some struggles. It's great when you Google just Minshew. It's stats, mania, Uncle Rico, memes. QB doesn't even come in until wow. number five. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. So yeah, he has been. Uh, if he didn't have a mustache and just the swag, yeah. uh, I don't know that we would be talking yeah, about it's him. Tebow esque. It's uh, he has a, yeah he has a knee injury, so he's looks like he's gonna play. Hmm. But uh, that that gives me hope that he maybe won't be as mobile and will be more prone to sacks. We in on Minshew. You boys have an opinion you guys like? Um, I am not a believer. I think they've played some meh teams, and he just kind of survived. Uh, I do believe in Allen. I think Kyle Allen could actually be pretty good. Hmm. Um and the, Cam Newton, it's one of those contracts where they can get out of it after this season without, yeah. with no, I think, no dead money. Yeah, yeah. So that wouldn't, that would be surpri- very surprising. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if Kyle Allen keeps them in playoff contention, mm-hmm. I mean, guys lose their job all the time. And it's not even Kyle Allen. They're this the draft class coming in. I've heard that there could be like five relevant quarterbacks mm-hmm. coming in this mm-hmm. next class. So, you know, that could be the answer. And a, a guy that. It gets drafted next year. Yeah, I think for me, when it comes to Minshew, it is just a matter of Nick Foles mm-hmm. is the guy behind him or the guy that was in front of him who's now injured. And I was never a, a Nick Foles believer uh-huh. um, as far as like this is your franchise guy. So I'm not completely sold on Minshew, but I would roll the dice and just see what you got because what if he is the guy? Yeah. Six-round rookie. I mean – He's played about as well as you could ask a six-round rookie to come in and play. What do you think? I kind of like him. I was really impressed with some of the stuff I saw. Again, in the pocket and, and being able to like navigate pressure. and avoid. That Broncos comeback was really nice. And he does that. He's done that a lot now. He's, he's always in these games. And uh, I don't know. That's just the quality I like in a quarterback, just able to hang around, always have a shot. Um, and, yeah, I, I, think, I think he may be – I mean, again – like Josh said, Foles is the is is the other option. I mean, he's he, fine. He seems to be just he seems to be as good as Foles. Yeah. Yes. You know, I would agree with that. And so, why not? Yes. If if it's even, you always go with the rookie over yeah. the veteran. It seems like now it's going to be pretty hard to go back to Foles yeah. if Minshew continues this if play. He, and the thing that you want to see from a rookie quarterback, especially a late round drafted guy, is how is he between the ears? Can he handle yeah. pressure? Can he move well in the pocket? Can he make the reads? Can he do the adjustments at the line of scrimmage? If he has that quality that early in his career, you've got something. Because he's not going to be drafted in the sixth round as a quarterback unless he has those physical tools. I don't think he'll have a ton of problems tomorrow at Carolina. Week six, they are at home against New Orleans, so that could be interesting. Yeah. That'll be kind of a prove-it game. They've had some interesting games. You know, he played really well against Tennessee week three. Um, I, I guess managed the game well, I guess is Thursday what you should night say. game. Yeah. Weird. 200 yards and two touchdowns, which is fine. But, um, you know, Tennessee's got a pretty good little secondary. 
I like I like the Panthers a lot in that game. I think that defense is stellar. Hmm. I think they put the clamps on the Jags, especially with Minshew nursing the injury. I could see that being not a huge blowout game because again, they have a rookie quarterback in there as well. But like a you know twenty eight to thirteen type of game. Um, you know the the Jags defense is good. No Jalen Ramsey though, mm-hmm. and uh, Kyle Allen is the the thing that I've heard on him time and again. I haven't seen a lot of his games. Is that he doesn't turn the ball over. You've got two very compl- safe. You got two completely different perspectives too on uh, style, and you know Minshew's just going for it. You know whether it's jorts or a mustache, and you know Kyle Allen's basically saying, "I don't care about your scarves or your you know beanies. I'm just here to play football." Yeah. So I don't know. He's a football guy. I kind of dig both styles. So another one that I'm looking at here. This is the listener league. I've got three flex spots in that league. And I've got six guys that I'm picking between. Jayon Brown, Benardrick McKinney, Mario Addison, Brandon Graham, Carl Joseph, Adrian Amos. So pick three of those six. Right now, I'm going Jayon, Mario Addison, and Carl Joseph. Kind of what I talked about earlier, I can't really bench Addison right now. Uh, Jayon is the number 13 inside linebacker on Sleeper. So he gets the nod over McKinney, who's number 11. Mm. Uh, but I think the Bills are going to run the ball a ton in the game against the Titans. They actually have the fourth most rushing yards right now at about 147 yards a game. So the tackle opportunities will be there for Jayon. We talked about this earlier. I see Carl Joseph a lot like John Johnson right now. The linebacker depth is poor, so the tackles will be there. And Amos has more competition right now in Green Bay for tackles. So that's the reason I went Addison, Jayon, and Carl Joseph, but uh, would you guys be rolling anybody else different out there for that uh, those flex spots? Nope, Com- I completely agree with you, bro. Mm-hmm. So I'm proud of you, man. Thanks, man. I like Amos a lot. I do too. That's hard. I think he's a player. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Mm. Yeah, I don't like putting McKinney uh, on the bench. Like I said, those Texans linebackers have been great, but I just think Jayon is going to rack up points this week against the Bills, potentially with. No, Josh Allen will be playing, but even then, he loves to run. Yeah, Jayon's the obvious one right there. Yeah, you know, it's it's the other ones that are tough. Really, the Joseph versus the uh, Amos is is, yeah. is pretty difficult. McKinney's kind of the secondary steal to Cunningham, I think, in Houston. Yeah, I just I've never been a big fan. He's always I don't know. I think he's one of those guys that's probably not a great NFL player. But a good IDP guy, just because but he he's racks not even up tackles. That. He's, he's he's playing great this year. Yeah, even, he's, he's he's definitely gone to another level. Yeah, historically underperformed. But he's always been pretty frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yes, up, up absolutely. Right so, Markham, I think we had a few um, listener uh, questions here on start sits. So, what's this first one that we're looking at here coming in from Yadiro Dead? It's right. shout out Steve John Boy. Love you, John Boy. Thank you for everything. Thank you for. Creating me and, and whatnot. Joe, you did one hell of a job. Couldn't have done anything better. We started off this podcast, the first episode, thanking your parents That's and right. knowing they were out there listening and just That's proud right. of you. So I know you're. Uh, I know you're so proud. They have since unsubscribed. Yeah. Oh yeah, for I sure. I think he's probably the one that maybe left that one star. I think he went back and changed it. Yeah. He can do that. So. He's like very smart. I'm watching you, Dad. Yeah. All right, but what was Steve's question? Okay, so he's got. Uh, he's in a league where you start defensive tackles. We love that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's, uh, let's see. We got Kenny Clark versus Dallas. We got Akeem Hicks versus the Raiders in London. And we got Everson Griffin 
versus the Giants. So pick two out of the three. Two out of the three. I think the lock here is Griffin. Absolutely. Versus the Giants. Uh, yeah, just, you know, again, we always like starting against these young quarterbacks. And let's actually take a look here at how many sacks they've allowed. I was going to say, I have a feeling the Giants' offensive line is not great, but that may just be narrative-driven instead of actually production-driven. Yeah, it has not been bad this year. looks like they have given up... I'm going to say 12 sacks. Only seven. Only seven. Wow. wow. So it does help that Daniel Jones is more mobile. Sure. Um, I wonder if I wonder how many they've had here in the in the past couple games he started. Hmm. I bet it wasn't as many. I'm not sure. I still, bet Eli took a lot. Still, though, I think it's kind of hard to set Griffin out of that group. Uh, he would still be the guy I would choose first. Hmm. And um, the important note here is that Akeem Hicks is a game-time decision. Yes, he's missed the last, what, two, three weeks? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but he's always in the conversation as, you know, a top eight mm-hmm. defensive tackle. So you would go with Hicks if Hicks was for sure playing? I think so because, again, talking about sacks allowed – Kenny Clark with Dallas. That's not a great matchup. We know how great that offensive line is, even though they are probably going to be without Tyron Smith. Yeah, high ankle sprain. They've still only given up three sacks on the year. Mm -hmm. That's great. Uh, So just a great offensive line. Kenny Clark's been kind of underperforming. Um, So, yeah, I do not fault you for sitting Kenny Clark here. Uh, But, again, this will be the week that Kenny Clark goes off. Of course. And Hicks is not playing. So I would roll with uh, Kenny Clark and Everson Griffin out of those three. And if Hicks, if you find out at you know eight a.m. tomorrow that Hicks is for sure playing, you could maybe pivot to Hicks. But right now, as it stands at uh, midnight here on Saturday, yeah, give me Kenny Clark and Everson Griffin. Bobby, would you go different on that at all? Yeah, I don't know. I I, I have a hard time choosing against Clark, even though he's a little bit you know underproducing so far this year. What is Hicks out for? That is a good question. Yeah, I can look it up while you uh, riff on old Mr. Akeem Hicks. Yeah, I like Akeem. In London is kind of interesting, but I'd probably go Clark and Hicks. If I knew Hicks was going to play, I'm still okay with that. I love Everson Griffin, but, man, I love Clark and Hicks even more. And against the Raiders in London, I mean, Carr's not not super mobile. Yeah, how's the Raiders' offensive line been? I know that, again, I feel like – they get uh, kind of crapped on as not a great line, but I feel like I heard that they've been actually doing all right uh, this year. Akeem Hicks has a knee injury. Oh, Questionable. Yeah, wow. So I don't Raiders know. have actually only given up eight sacks, so not a bad offensive line this year so far. So yeah. the smart play is probably going to be Clark and Griffin. I, I don't know if I would throw Hicks in there just coming off some I know, again, you worry maybe they, injury. they have a deep uh, defensive line, so yeah. maybe they kind of don't rush him back. And, again, yeah. it's not that tough of a matchup, so <laughs> they could get it. Maybe get wait ahead. and let Hicks come back and have a week where he doesn't re-injure the knee or re-aggravate yeah. something. Just give it some time. They might have the deepest D-line in the league. Yeah. <laughs> might have the deepest defense in the league, period. Yeah, that's accurate. How's that group just as good as they were last year? That's amazing. Yeah, so – I think that definitely sways it for me. That's the decision. Clark All right. Griffin. What's our next one, Markham? Okay. We got some safeties. Safeties. Jordan Whitehead versus the Saints. Jared Wilson versus the Panthers. Or Darnell Savage versus the Cowboys. So we had a lot mm-hmm. of talk about this one before we got on Mike. And I originally went with Darnell Savage versus the Cowboys. But I think it was still because I had this residual image in my head of Savage just blowing blowing stuff up week one in that uh, kickoff game against the Bears. 
But the more we talked about it, I think at least a couple of us came more towards the Jordan Whitehead side. And uh, we really like his opportunity against the Saints. I think he's, you said, safety 21 in our league right now. Right, he's the highest ranked of the three. So, yeah. And again, a great matchup. I could see this being a, a shootout, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Although every time I think that the it's breeze, the Tampa Bay New Orleans game is going to be a shootout. It seems like every year that when that matchup is here, you're like, oh, here this is going to be 50 points. Here it is uh, for both teams. It ends up being like a 23, yeah, 20. 10 to 13. Yeah, yeah just a complete <laughs> uh, not the opposite of a barn burner. So just for for what it's worth here, because uh, you know when we were trying to figure out start sit decisions again. There are guys out there that you need to be looking at, not as the be-all, end-all, but as a nice guideline here. So looking at uh, Mike's rankings over on 4 for 4, he has Jordan Whitehead at 31, and he has Savage down at 22. And then uh, Wilson was actually not ranked. But if you go over to IDP Guys, another site that we love, shout out Johnny the Greek, this is IDP Dudes uh, Weekly Rankings. So he had Savage down at 30 and actually had Whitehead up at 15. Hmm. So kind of some split opinions here as far as the experts that we like to look at. You want another one? Yeah, what do we got? John Norton of the Football Guys. We have, uh, let's see, <laughs> probably should have planned this a little better, <laughs> trying to search these. I know just, this is... just a dramatic tension. <laughs> Very good radio. It looks like we got... I'm going to say they have probably Whitehead ahead. Whitehead is 29. Let's just do a control F. Control F, F Markham. <laughs> control F, my friend. Who are the other options we have, Josh? Uh, we had Wilson. Wilson. Yep, Wilson. Wilson is 37. All right. And then the other one Darn was Savage. Savage. Savage is 45. Okay, mm. so they went with Whitehead as well. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, Mark, Bobby, yeah, you gonna zig while we're zagging here and go against Whitehead, or are no, you you I'm, with us? Y'all, y'all have taught me into it. I think that's gonna be a wise decision there. Uh, Savage has been okay-ish the last couple games. Um, I definitely think Whitehead is gonna be the smart play. All right, y'all have taught me into it. So there you go. Let's go with Whitehead there, and uh, that was it as far as the start sit decisions that we had. Markham, this was an interesting question that we had from one of our listeners on Twitter. And it was about basically strategy, not necessarily a start-sit decision, but basically how you approach setting your lineups. And this was from Jay Kane on Twitter, asked us, do you make start-sit decisions based on the projected game script? So, for instance, run-heavy games, you play the linebackers. Pass-heavy games, you play the defensive backs. So what would you say to Mr. Jay Kane there? It's pretty similar uh, philosophy as, as offense. I'm always going to start my studs. Mm-hmm. But if I have a guy that is very closely ranked, so say we have um, say we have Ronnie Harrison and we have Terrell Edmonds, uh, both guys that have been great this year, I will play whoever has the best matchup of the two. And how do you judge matchup in that scenario, for instance? So what like, are you looking for? Y- if we have a, uh, if, if they're going to be throwing the ball a lot, if we think it's going to be a high scoring game, if there's going to be a lot of, you know, if they're going to be on the field a lot. DBs, obviously, we're looking for pass attempts. Yes. So if you, yeah, if you're looking for, and I guess this is asking about flex because you're not comparing DBs, obviously, to linebackers if you just have positional. So mm-hmm. purely from the flex perspective, I think 
First and foremost, I would look at your scoring format. Yeah. So are you tackle heavy or are you big play? Yeah. Because if I'm in a big play league, I might go defensive end or safety in my flex, hoping for an interception, a sack, tackle for loss, something like that. Mm -hmm. If I'm in a big play league, probably plug another linebacker in there. Uh, and again, like we talked about, little matchup dependent. But then a nice tiebreaker, like you said, is what's the game script look like? Yeah. That safety versus a defensive end, if I'm weighing that in a big play league, is this a team with a really bad offensive line? Mm -hmm. Is it a team that's going to be dropping back to pass a lot? Uh, is this, uh, you know, a team that runs the ball a lot? So, yeah, that that is a nice factor, I would say, that's second or third in terms of my decision-making. Yeah, and a lot of those decisions are going to be made based on how your team's set up. If you have, you know, three solid linebackers that are solid tackle producers every week, mm -hmm. I've always been a big fan of having that, that fourth linebacker or flex spot be someone that's big play. Just because, you know, that – you get someone that just goes off there. I can just win. You win a week. week. Yeah. Yep. You yep. got the consistency of the other three linebackers. Yep. Mm -hmm. Probably going to get you, you know, the guys that are going to get you between 10 to 15 points. Yeah. And then you got this guy that could maybe get you 30 points. Yeah. yeah. Bobby, how do you look at that when you're making your decisions? About the same. Also, don't steer away from good teams. You know, just because, you know, the Giants are playing this week doesn't mean that I'm automatically playing my whole defense against them just because they might have a rookie uh, quarterback. They might have a backup running back right now. I mean, those are things to pay attention to. But I'm also paying attention to, you know, especially linebackers that might be chasing around Alvin Kamara all day or a Dalvin Cook or, you know, that might get dropped back into coverage and covering people in the slot. I mean, you know, if there's people that are going to be catching the ball a lot like a Cooper Cup or a, you know, a uh, Chris Godwin, and I know that they're going to be a lot – it's going to be crummy, cheap points, but it's definitely something not to shy away from. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, I understand the tactics of big play potential and the kind of boom or bust, but my thing is, is you can, you can, you can pay attention to those things, but get your studs right. You've yes. got to, you've got to get the baseline set of your 10 to 15 point guys, you know, regardless of whether that's D end, you know, linebackers, DBs, whatever you want to call them. Um, but then that gives you the opportunity to grab, you know, a couple guys a week and slot them into the lineup to maybe hope to get you, you know, a Khalil Mack two or three sacks a game or a, I'm trying to, Khalil's not going to be a, a great opportunity to put in your flex. I mean, obviously he's going to be a stud, but you know, some of these guys that we've what talked about, Shaq about Barrett? like a Shaq Barrett or yeah, a, he, I think you got to start him now. He's he a, really is. Yeah. yeah. You got to consider him a stud. Yeah. So you got, you just start him mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, but he's a guy that if you picked him up off waivers, he may not be cracking your top three linebackers. Exactly, he's a great flex guy, especially yep. in a big play league. Yep. Yeah. Now, if you have Shaq Barrett, don't go and trade Keekly thinking, "Oh, I got my linebacker one. I don't need Keekly." No. Yeah. yeah. He's a perfect luxury piece to have, Shaq mm -hmm. Barrett. Absolutely. So yes, I think game script does factor in, but there are several other factors I would look at as well. Uh, including, yeah, make sure that you get the studs figured out. And, Bobby, I think that's an important piece that we want to make clear here is you don't want to have a lot of these start decisions, start-sit decisions every week if, you know, we start 11 guys on defense mm -hmm. in our XFFL league. Mm -hmm. I want to maybe be making three to four decisions every week based on matchups, bye weeks, injuries, mm -hmm. But I want to have a, a nice stable of six to eight guys there that I know I can plug and play every week. Are and, you the same way? Well, and I was going to say, honestly, all three of us are a little bit different. 
you and Adam probably play the waiver wire more than I do. Now, I have moved a lot of players this last year to solidify my studs on defense just because I don't want to be constantly having these start-sit decisions with a Roquan Smith or a Khalil Mack or a Jordan Poyer or whoever I might have. I want to know Jordan Poyer is the safety four right now. He's playing regardless of my matchup. So, I don't know. I guess I, I find a little bit of comfort in the guys that are going to get me that 10 to 15 points, and I'm not as much paying attention maybe as, as you all are to the big play type guys. Um, but, yeah, uh, it, it's interesting. You know, I think you are, Bobby. I think you just acquired Khalil Mack. Well, that's true. That's true. And, Mark, I know your strategy has evolved on this. You said this year your goal was to get a lot of those studs on defense that – could give you a little bit of peace of mind. You're not having yeah. to make eight or nine start-sit decisions on defense. Ended up trading a lot of those guys away. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, regret that. That's <laughs> been one of the things that uh, – it did allow me to get some guys that I love. But, again, I traded away Keekly, I traded away Wagner, and I traded away Khalil Mack. Uh-huh. And so those dudes are about as consistent and as dominant as, as it gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is very tough trying to replace. Again, I've – I've already seen how much of a struggle it is trying to go, but I've got Tremaine Edmonds, Deion Jones, Fred Warner, and Quincy Williams. Those are fun players, yeah. great players, but again, not consistent like those other three I traded away. I probably traded away a lot of yeah. guys that were way more consistent for guys that are going to be, you know, younger, younger, but will have, they have that ceiling, some growing pains, but again, don't have the consistency yet. The baseline's lower for those guys. Right. Yeah. I was going to say something, and that obviously uh, just messed up my train of thought. Sorry. I was going somewhere. You're talking about, uh, you know, not paying as much attention to big play guys and mm-hmm. how you like to structure your your, yeah. your roster. Mm-hmm. It's still not, it's still gone? Yeah. Still, it's gone. It's long Sorry, gone. Bobby. R.I.P. to that Sorry, thought. that's my fault. There, guys. I'm sorry. It's Adam just had to jump in and just hijack I'm the sorry. whole I'm sorry. I went outside bus. to use the bathroom. Oh, no, it was. Got there it back. Was. Got it back. So I have actually been, uh, I'm a little bit old school, so I write things down, but so in our RSO, we've got quite a few players, and I know how many linebackers I have, how many corners I have, you know, so on and so forth. But I'm actually going ahead and looking and, and seeing which bye weeks I have coming up, which players are going to be in those buys, because sure, some of these start-sit decisions are not as bad now as teams are just now getting into their buys, but some of these are going to become more difficult when you've got six teams on a buy or when you've got some of these four-team bye weeks that are going to be coming up. So you know, pay attention to that because you don't want to get in a week and, and you're not planning well and you've got Roquan Smith and Khalil Mack both on by, which will be a situation I'll have to go into. But, yeah, so pay attention. Don't be just dropping a ton of good guys with good potential right now because you're going to need them here soon. Yeah, keep in mind, guys, we've we've all put ourselves in positions where we don't have to make a lot of these decisions every week. Again, I think I have probably in this in our – Main league, I have mm-hmm. one decision every week. It's who am I going to start at the, the flex? flex. And mm-hmm. I'm just I'm deciding between you know two or three people. But yeah. we've built our lineups. Yeah. Again, we're not dopes. We're we're a little dopey. <laughs> not about fo- not about IDP though. Other things. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. you know, uh, we know what we're doing. <laughs> I haven't really started off so great in the listener league again, but. But uh, yeah, that was an experiment for anyone playing. Yeah, that experiment has not gone well. So I think we're five hundred there, Josh. You just you pumped the brakes a bit. I think we're two and two. How many points did you score last week? I bet uh, hundred, hundred and fifteen. I think. Yeah, it was a down week, Josh. It was a down week. Bobby got me. (laughs) God, that was rough. 
That was rough. You got it's one of my losses. My team hasn't really been in the listener league. Thanks, son. I didn't yeah. realize you were that bad in there. Yeah, not great. It's an interesting league to be in. Mike Middleton Fun works. Me. I like my team. Yeah. I really like my Shout team. Shout out Mike. But the running my running backs are not very Tyreek Hill be back this week? I need to get not, him in not there. this week, no. Oh. Next week. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, we'll pray. Not gonna rush. Shout him out back. to the listener league. Yeah, yeah, listener league's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Good men. Yeah. Good men. Good men just seem to find each other. Why don't you talk more about that, Adam? He's got a tat, says that, Josh. He does. Has it tattooed across his chest. That'd be the weirdest tattoo. What's your tattoo say? Good men find each other. <laughs> All right, cool. That's uh, that's neat. Awesome. You put it on your chest. Yeah, glad you did that. Um, right. So, all right, guys, one bold prediction. We're going to wrap it up here. Quarter of the way through the season, roughly. So, as we head into week five, let's look out into the future and predict one thing we think will come true. By the end of week eight. So we'll check in on these before week nine. I'm sure we will forget. So please, listeners, remind us to check in on these before week nine rolls around. But Bobby, why don't you get us started? What is your one bold prediction for the second quarter of the season? My sweet boy, Aaron Donald. Ooh, sweet prince. AD, my man. He's going to be outside of the D1 range after week eight. So he will not be a top 12 defensive end, is what you're saying. I don't believe that. He's uh he's been missing uh you know a couple sacks here the last couple weeks. He's got a ton of pressures and everything, which was a side note of uh a conversation I had with somebody else this week about possibly putting pressures in as points for next year, which I don't know. I'm kinda up in the air about. I've I've got some mixed opinions. QB on hits, it. that's another yeah. thing I've heard. Yeah. I wonder if the your platforms would allow you to actually do they track those? That was where you can. That's a, yeah. QB hits are, are tracked. That's a stat. Oh, I'd I don't totally be fine with that. Yeah, pressures. Pressures. I, probably. I, I could not find pressure counts online. Wow. I don't know if that's like one of those premium probably, uh, yeah. stat things, but probably, like probably couldn't TFS. do pressures, but maybe QB hits. We'll get that for you guys. But so you start to think about too. You know, and Dominican Sue is down in. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay now. Matthews is going to be missing for a couple weeks. Um, you know, Donald is not struggling. I mean, he's he's, he's getting triple team. He's amazing, yeah. but he's just getting so much attention. So I don't know. That's my, kind of my finger on the pulse right now. I, I think Donald will be a, you know, he's actually what is he in our league? He's a D tackle. He's a D tackle. So whatever he is in your league, I I literally think he'll be a D tackle too. Where's Donald at right two. now? So he's outside right now. I think he's 13 right now in our league. As wow. a D-tackle. Yeah, he doesn't have – I think he's got one sack on the year. Um, he was so disruptive in that game to yeah. watch. But, again, disruptive doesn't equal productive yeah. in terms of IDP, always. Yeah. Yep. It's a good right. indicator of a guy who's maybe about ready to pop. Yeah. But it, the two don't always correlate. Yeah. He's 13. Wow. 13, so, yeah. yeah, so one outside. Just got an extension in RSO as well, which we didn't talk about too much about. This was our happy uh, extension That's week. That's right. Yes. Great week. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be hitting up Reality Sports Online for maybe a potential ad read here for how much pop we give yeah. them because it really is. like We do love the platform. It's our favorite league that we're in yeah. going Super into the nerdy. fourth season. Yeah, it's Just the, numbers and names. Yeah. For the most diehard of diehard, but it was. Yeah, after week four, you have the ability to extend your players. There's an algorithm on RSO. So this would kind of be our who'd you, who'd you stand Who'd you stand? Who'd you stand? So, um, yeah, we can jump back into that. Mine was two guys thus far, uh, DeAndre Hopkins for okay. about, and again, this is the real NFL salary caps, about $187 million. We have 45-man rosters, so the contracts are actually pretty close to what you'd see in the NFL. Yeah. 
Uh, DeAndre Hopkins was about $29 million, mm. uh, a year for four years. And then Zeke Elliott was a total cheat code about uh, 18 to $20 million a year for four years. The league has a formal investigation yeah. going on with that. I don't know yeah. what happened there. The RSO algorithm was asleep at the wheel. Mm. Uh, so, Bobby, who'd you extend? Uh, zero people. Zero people so far? I'm going to ride it out. I've got a couple people I'm holding out on. Khalil Mack, I know, is kind of uh, in the discussion. Khalil Mack is three years, which I really like. Um, What's he won? Nine, nine, right? Nine a year. Yeah. That's going to get done. And then uh, DeForest Buckner is my other um, possibility. I think he's 10 through four years. 25 years old? Correct. My my main one, I think, I'm 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 not extending. He'd be my franchise tag. will probably be Mr. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley, yep. So Gurley's, franchise tag is, uh, is an option as well. In the offseason, you get one guy you can franchise tag, mm-hmm. which is the average of the top five at the position. Gurley's extension, I think, was $34 million, so okay. that's not happening. Yeeks. Yeah. So. four years? So was he one? Yeah. Four years? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Todd. Sorry, Todd. <laughs> Come yeah. back to us, Todd. <laughs> All right, Markham, who'd you extend? Okay, I got checkbook out boys you did you went a little wild but it was all guys that deserved to get the bag these were all guys this was all part of the plan this is what the team has been built around so we've all been waiting for this moment we extended odell beckham jr odell odell beckham uh four years 146 million so what does that work out to per season that's about well next year it's going to be 32 million the fourth year it's probably going to be about 40 41 million All so right. yeah because it is a, a increasing scale year but after again year. remember the salary cap goes up about 10 million every year so it's so basically about the same it's a wash that, like book check book out you know you come in with a binder yeah. yes sir yes sir yeah, i'm a little love finance <laughs> that's the day job baby <laughs> That is true. Marco so, uh, is somehow in finance. It's right. So I uh, hope the auditors don't come in and look at the books, but I am in it right now. <laughs> We're cooking them books like it's lunchtime, boy. That's right. All, All right. right. So, so who else got, got the bag? Odo Beckham, four years, $146 million. Mike Evans, four years, $109 million. Deion Jones, four years, I think $46 million. Ooh, pretty that's good. nice for Deion. Yeah. So about 10 a year. That's about his actual contract was. Actually, uh, it might have been a little less than that. Might have been like forty million. I don't know. I feel like it was a better deal than that. Uh, and then Matt gets you a burrito. Oh, you love you some Matt burrito. Oh baby, uh, great extension. Uh, similar to the Zeke one, I was very pleasantly surprised. I got him. I think it was. Uh, I got him for another two years, and it was about seven million per. Wow, so, like that a lot. It's a song. He's yep. just such a great player. Yeah, man, and he's just a guy that's going to gut through it, and, and even if he's questionable, you just figure he's going to be out there and, and give it, give yeah. it all he's got. I yeah. feel like if he was like, um, you know, had like a catastrophic injury, like a Teddy Bridgewater, uh-huh. where he actually lost the bottom part of his leg, he'd be all right. He'd he he would be like he would be out there back on the field. Yeah, I I I don't know that the NFL yeah. would let him play if he had like a metal leg, he'd but try. He would absolutely try. He played through a high ankle sprain all of 2018. Yeah. Bradley Chubb, credit to the guy, came back onto the field with a torn ACL and yeah. was out there making plays wow, in that man. Jags-Broncos That's game. Right. He is such a beast. I think most importantly, though, about Brita is the fact that it reminds me of a Brita. Yeah. I mean, what else do you million. need to know? And he's on the same team as our beloved, mm. beloved Fred Warner. Mm-hmm. So... um, Markham, what was your bold prediction here for the second quarter of the season? Bold prediction. I predict Jordan Hicks will finish as the linebacker one nice. through eight weeks. So wow. we check back in after week eight. He is LB number one. That's right. Playing 100% of the snaps right now. 
down in Arizona. Jordan Hicks, always a guy that you just cross your fingers, hope he stays healthy. Mm-hmm. He's struggled with health for his Injury. whole career, yep. but always been extremely productive. Was mm-hmm. a great linebacker in Philadelphia. Just hurt. Yeah, just always hurt. Just hurt. But mm-hmm. typically put up linebacker two, linebacker one numbers on a consistent basis. Hmm. So, again, 100% of the snaps, that Arizona defense is not very good. They're <laughs> on the field a lot. Uh, just so a lot of good game scripts. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean he's been balling, just balling. He's another guy under the radar, like like Schobert. We all we we knew that Hicks and Schobert were were solid linebackers, but again, everyone was kind of letting those guys slide and draft. You probably could have gotten those guys. You know what? After you may not even had to draft them. You they, maybe could have picked them up yeah. off the wire. Yeah. Probably would have been your linebacker three and four. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, you get these guys late. Yeah, um, he's playing a hundred percent of the snaps right now, and he is the play caller. He, he's got the green dot. I think he's behind Blake Martinez for total tackles right now. Martinez has thirty three in the league, and Hicks has twenty eight. So I think he's second right now, at least with linebackers. That's a that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love Hicks. Um, so That's right. We love Hicks. We are a couple Hicks. That's right. Notice I said a couple. All right, so. Uh, hey, what the hell? Yeah, my prediction is uh, kind of uh, something that would be fun to see. Like we mentioned, the Broncos are a sinking ship right now. Vic Fangio could unfortunately be one of those one-and-done coaches. But my prediction is before week eight, comes to a close, we will see Von Miller traded to the Eagles. Wow. We think of Philadelphia's defensive line as being dangerous, being a great pass rushing unit, but they've only recorded three sacks on the season. That is dead last. Oh, baby. 32. So the Broncos are going nowhere. I think they're on the verge of a full-blown rebuild. We mentioned Manny Sanders potentially going somewhere else. I think Von Miller will get moved. I think the Eagles could send them a second-round pick. I don't think he'll get a first just because of his age, yeah. but I could see them sending a second-round pick for Vaughn, him coming in and really transforming that Philadelphia defensive line. So that's my bold prediction. Love that. Love it. Yeah, that's love great. Love it more. I actually love it more. No, 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 no. That'd be nice for IDP. Would that be a bump in, his, in y'all's minds for uh, IDP if Vaughn yeah, went to Philadelphia? I think so. Depends so. on the designation he probably has in your league. He's one of those weird guys. Yeah. Should probably be classified as a DN. I think he's a linebacker in RSO. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yes, that's correct. Same so, as Broncos, Broncos need to be in full rebuild mode. They really do. Sell you know, everybody. Tear that yeah. thing down. Just tank. Get you one of the nice quarterbacks coming out in this class. Von Miller, is uh, he's 30, right? Yeah. So yeah, he's, he's not young anymore. Exactly. That's why I don't think that they will fetch a first-round pick for him is just because – you know, he's probably on the backside of his prime right now. Um, yeah, he's 30 years old. He had two sacks last week, so maybe, you know, that would be, be a great time to sell him now. Yeah. It Here. seemed like that Philadelphia line just needs one piece. Just yeah. infuse one piece had, in there. Then you would think it would help the rest of them. Yeah. Exactly. And, it would lift the, all the boats and, there. And there was a lot of, you know, uh, clowny connections there as well. We heard a lot of rumors that maybe that was a landing spot for them. They were interested. So, again, if they're interested in, in clowny, they definitely be interested in Miller if he was for available. sure yeah for sure so we'll see if that actually comes to fruition but I don't see the Broncos winning more than probably three or four games this year um, they could they could surprise but they've just not looked great these first four weeks so we'll see how it pans out so yeah some bold predictions there and we'll try to remember to do this again for the the third quarter and the fourth quarter as well uh, but we'll see how those pan out gentlemen we have reached the end how long are we at we're about 
an hour and a half total. This was Ooh. one of the longest ones we've yeah. done. Yeah. 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 It was a lot of fun. A lot of information. A lot of good content. Uh, you know, really just giving the listeners a, a great show, mm-hmm. a lot of content that'll help them. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're doing it in spite of the fact that we got a one-star review. I was going to say, this doesn't feel like one-star content tonight, Adam. It sure doesn't. But uh, yeah, thanks to whoever did that out there. We really appreciate Didn't that. Didn't even leave a review, yeah. so nobody looking at that knows that maybe it was just an inside joke. Like, yeah. the guys asked for a one-star review, so I gave them one. Yeah. yeah, no. Now people just think, oh, well, this podcast must suck. Yeah. yeah. Rude. Because yeah. it's like when you're looking at something on Amazon, you go look at, oh, the five-star reviews are great. Then you read the oh, one-star, one yeah. and the one-star, it's like a negative comment. Someone yeah. You get like 20 compliments and one yeah. negative criticism. Yeah. All you can think about is the criticism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so thanks, Mr. So yeah, that's, or Mrs. Uh, one-star out there. That really hurt us. I think you've noticed this week. We've we've all been a little down. We haven't been participating as much on Twitter, and mm-hmm. that's just because that, that one-star review really hurt us. Yeah. Our hearts are heavy. <laughs> Yeah. So the challenge for the listeners is let's get more one-star reviews out there and really sink the rating into the ocean. No, I think yeah. Adam would literally cry himself to sleep no, every night. No, I think you're right. I, who cares? At this point, I just blow yeah. the whole thing up. Yeah. F it up. Yeah. But more reviews, more ratings, please. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, we got yeah. uh, to counter this uh, this little dweeb out there, this little jerk that's trying to ruin it for us. Yeah. Did you just bring to... back dweeb in a big spot? Yeah, he's trying to ruin our name. You're trying to ruin our name. Our name is the only thing we got. You uh, you drag Adam Markham's name through the mud, and uh, he's not going to be happy right. about it. He's a very proud man. He Built loves this brand from he, the ground up. He loves country ham, and he loves this brand, Bobby. And you mess with either one of those, you're going to get the horns. Those levels. You mess with them, too. You just have to roll with it at this point. <laughs> only can only do so much. Oh, man. Well, Bobby. Why'd you do it? Why'd you do it, guy? Let's get out of here while... uh, Your dad? Was it you? It might have been Steve. (laughs) Dad? Why? Let's give Adam some help uh, and some space, Bobby. All right. He's going through some stuff right now. Sounds great, Joshy. All right. Thank you all for listening. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at Big3IDP. Check out the website, www.Big3IDP.com. Follow us on Twitter. Markham, what's your handle? Adam IDP? At Adam IDP. Bobby, you're... At IDP Bob. And I'm at Josh Raymer. We will check you guys out yeah, next week. you couldn't week. put the IDP in there, could you? I'm it not, had to be different. I'm not giving up my actual name. You uh, you guys That's can right. do that it's if you, you got, want. It's all you got, your name. That's what you just said. That's I'm right. following your I advice. I love that about you, Josh. All right, Adam. Proud of you. You got through this whole episode without yelling to the very end. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Guy at the end of his rope. You really are a guy at the end of his rope right now. <laughs> yep. You're going to think, do a lot of thinking when we get out of here. I'm worried about him driving out. I am too. Try, be, be home Fall. alone with my thoughts. This monster beer combination is not going well. Adam, will you take us a, out? I got another monster waiting on me oh, too. Oh, Jesus. Will you take us out on like a real slow fart? Sure, Josh. We'll see y'all next week. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Big3IDP. 